Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place Driving down the road eyes on the horizon within my car I'm all alone but feeling good and feeling strong knowing that this path I'm on brings me Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Joey! What's happening? I think you know what's happening! (laughs) I pitched voice spiking out on the the audio side tells me that Kathy's here. Kathy's here! (laughs) Kathy is here! (laughs) Kathy! (laughs) Well, Kathy's here, so we've got to be talking about something fun and exciting. So, what is it? Oh. Avengers movies or <laughs> Lord of the Rings? Or, what do we What do we got going or, on? You know, South Park. South yeah. Park. <laughs> what what you guys is it? Missed the conversation earlier before the podcast started. <laughs> thankfully, but I will say you need to ask Joey to do his Cartman impersonation <laughs> because it's damn fine. <laughs> so, but. What we're going to say is we're, we're talking about Yule today. Ooh, Yule. So like a Yule log, like the logs you have lying in your yard from the tree? We're not talking about the tree again. You're not talking about the tree anymore. It's <laughs> down. Done we're done with tree. the tree. Yeah. I didn't bring it up. I didn't bring it up. Yes, you so. did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's start out by asking the question, what is Yule? Because everybody has heard of Yule, but I have a feeling that most don't know what it is and where it sort of comes from. So who yeah. wants to tell us that? Kathy wants to tell us that. Basically, there's a there's the turn of the seasons that when you think about it, ancient peoples before they had all the modern accoutrement um, followed the turns of the seasons because that was what made sense, right? You had the winter and the fallow season and you had the spring and life came back and you had the summer, which was for growing and then fall harvesting and then back into the fallow time of the year. And it was all marked by astrological events, like the equinoxes and the solstices. Okay. And so the winter solstice, which this year is on December 30 or December 21st, is the celebration of Yule because that was the old pagan celebration of the returning of the sun, S U N, not S O N. <laughs> so basically the solstice was the longest night at which point then the day started, the light started to become longer again. The day started to get longer. And so that was the celebration point, right? We've, we've made it through the darkest point. Now the light returns. And so Yule was a celebration of that returning light. Okay. Which was then co-opted by Christianity for Christmas. Now, when you say co-opted, let's make sure the listeners know what you mean by co-opted, because there's a lot that sort of interconnects when we talk about those two celebrations. Yeah. So there is a lot and there's a lot in the entire calendar year, Mm -hmm. actually. Uh, Many of the old pagan traditions were twisted and turned into the new Christian traditions. It was the only way that the Christians could actually get the people to practice is that they, they just basically co-opted all of their, holidays. For instance, they they talk about uh, Christ being born on December 25th, 
Well, all of the scholars out there agree that there's no way Christ was born on the 25th of December. They, they, they can't decide when it was that he was born. You know, you get everything from like April to October, but it was decidedly not December 25th. Okay. So Jesus's birthday was moved to fall on Yule. And then in addition to that, there were practices of bringing greenery, right? You know, evergreen boughs into the house and having the Yule log, which we've heard of, but not everybody understands. And we're going to give you a ritual at the end of this that you can do for yourself for Yule. Sweet. Yeah, sweet, right? And so all of these things were turned into the Christmas tree. And Kathy, you said that uh, mistletoe went back as far as like the ancient Greeks or something? Yeah, mistletoe is pretty old as well as a tradition in terms of people coming together as the light returns at the beginning of the return of the light. There's a variety of different things that happen in this area because when the Christians co-opted the holidays, they couldn't actually eradicate all the old pagan practices. So some of them, like the Yule log, like the Christmas tree, like mistletoe, that were old pagan practices, were incorporated into the celebrations because they couldn't make everything go away. They basically set their holidays on top of the pagan holidays because those were already sacred. So they essentially borrowed the sacredness of the existing holidays and said, yeah, but now that sacredness belongs to us. And they borrowed some of the traditions or... If they didn't want to borrow the traditions, at least those traditions were incorporated and the church didn't try and make those go away. It just sort of subsumed them. And instead of a star at the top of the tree, maybe you would put an angel at the top of a tree. So that there was this this transition of practice um, from pagan to Christianity around the Yule celebration, which is, I believe, what Kelly was talking about when she said co-opt. Right. And so even the Yule log... Um, you know, let's talk about the Yule log for yeah. a minute, because the Yule log itself is is part of a ritual. And that ritual is to, to write down your intentions and roll them up and put them in the log so that when you burn the Yule log, you release the energy of the intentions into the world. And so it's sort of like putting your request in for Santa. Speaking of co-opting. <laughs> We're talking about Yule because it's coming, right? December 21st. Yep. And this year has sucked. (laughs) So (laughs) we want to to walk you through a process whereby you'll be able to take advantage of the timing to release this year and to begin a new year on this time frame. So get through the darkest times. And rejoice at the returning of the sun. Exactly. Exactly. And put your intentions out. Now, I have seen the Yule log tradition done in group scenarios where uh, the person has drilled holes into the Yule log and provided pieces of paper to roll up into it, whatever. You don't have to go that far, obviously. You can you can do something much less than that. And, you know, if you don't have a fireplace you don't even have to use a yule log you could just write your intentions and then burn them in a bowl or something so all of these things can be done but we're going to describe for you the process of what you're going to want to do to set yourself up for a good year 
Okay. So Kathy, you want to do the, the releasing piece? Sure. The first thing you want to do is make space for good new things to come into your life, those new intentions, because right now you're full. You're full of the energy of this year. The first thing you want to do is identify what it is you're ready to let go of. Are you ready to let go of your fear? Are you ready to let go of your um, frustration? Are you ready to let go of maybe anger? Are you ready to let go of whatever it is in your life right now? And it may even be um, a partner, a relationship. Um, It could be any number of things that are no longer serving you. So the first step is to sit down and get a list and say, these are the things that I want them with the darkest night of the year, I want them to go into the darkness and pass from me. And so when you get that list and you're clear about what it is and you hold these things within you, then you're going to want to do a clearing to clear them from your system so that you make space for what you want to bring into your life. Now in that making space, Um, you can uh, do a salt scrub and take a shower. Okay, Okay. The salt purifies and the water washes it away. But this isn't just a, oh, I'm jumping into the shower to wash. This is a very intentional process of using the salt to scrub and to purify and then of washing away all those things you're ready to let go of in the shower. You may also use it with sea salt in a bathtub you know, and, and take a bath, but again, in a very intentional way right. with, I have these things and I am releasing them into the water. And then as the water drains down the drain, these things leave my life. Now, when you allow that to happen in a very intentional way, what you begin to feel afterwards is this space within you that is ready and welcoming of new energy. So you don't want to wait too long, like not at all, this is all part of the same ritual, before you fill that space because nature abhors a vacuum. (laughs) And so if you don't intentionally fill that space, the space will be unintentionally filled with things you may not have otherwise selected. So do the clearing first and then move into the part that Kelly's going to describe. Right. So we encourage that you will take some time between the clearing and the choosing of what's coming next to really feel into how much space you've created. I don't mean a ton of time, you know, it can be five, 10 minutes, right. But to really not just like roll right from one into the other, right. Give yourself a moment to sit and notice how much space you opened up because that's how much space you'll have to fill when you go into the process of doing your Yule log intention setting. And so if you had a piece of paper that was five miles long and you feel just like a little bit went away, then you know that you've, you're still holding on to a lot of that stuff, right? Maybe you want to go back and do it again and see what it takes to really let go of some of it because maybe you didn't let it all go. Sometimes we, we try to release things that we're not done with because we don't want to deal with them. Well, that's never going to work, right? It's just going to come right back to you. So being aware of how much space you've created is helpful because it also sets appropriate expectations for what you can call in. If you've only opened up a little bit of space, you can only call in a little bit because you can only hold so much. So if you want massive change, you have to be willing to let go of massive things. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So 
Once you've sat with how much space you've created and you have an idea of how much space there is to fill, then you can sit down and start formulating your intentions. Now, let me talk to you about intention setting for a minute because it's important how you phrase things. So you don't want to say, I'm going to stop smoking. You want to say, I am a non-smoker. And it all has to be positively phrased. No negative words like I don't smoke is I smoke to your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind doesn't hear negatives. Okay. And so you want to make sure it's all positively stated. I'm a non-smoker. I weigh X amount if you're trying to lose weight. And it's whatever the goal weight is. I weigh X. I powerfully walk through my days or whatever it is that you want to say, right? But you want it to be a positive present tense statement. You can't say I will, or I want, or I intend, or I'll try. None of those are going to work because they are future tense. And so what you'll manifest is more of wanting or trying or willing. You're not going to manifest the thing itself. When you're writing your intentions, positive present tense very short declarative sentences. I've seen people say things that take like two paragraphs to say, no, you cannot hold two paragraphs worth of intention. Okay. okay? You need to boil it down to its very simplest form. So if you want to say, I am going to become the greatest manifestation of myself that I'm capable of being in this moment based on what's going on in my life and who I'm attached to and da, 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 uh, everything, every word you add to that just weakens it. Well, so does right. I am going to. Right. That's you. Because that's also a, a conditional or future kind of tense. Okay. Exactly. So you have to say I am right. the greatest version of myself that I can possibly be. Period. Simple, straight up declarative present tense statement. Right. And that. Does it, the more you try to hem and haw and add conditionals and, you know, what, if thens and whatever's, the less powerful you make your intention. Short, simple, declarative sentences in the positive present tense and claim what you want, even if you're not it. And, and this isn't affirmation. This is the calling forth with, of the part of you that is that. Okay, I, I, I freaking hate affirmations, right? <laughs> because you, you say shit you don't believe all the time. And, and then you're supposed to like convince yourself to believe it when, you know, part of you is going, yeah, right. You know, this is a declarative statement of I choose this, which is different than an affirmation. How so? Well, so an affirmation most affirmations are, are meant to be declarative statements, but most people don't treat them that way, right? So, you know, for the people who say, oh, I love affirmations and they work for me, they're using them as declarative statements, okay? But most people are going, you know, um, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, right? I, I'm, I'm this, you know, yeah, okay. But they don't ground it. They don't put it into, they don't put their feet into the ground. They don't pull energy in from the universe. They don't, you know, all the stuff that the tree meditation does for you. And for those of you who don't remember, the tree meditation is on YouTube. You can find it there um, on, on my channel there. Um, but they're not like digging it in. Okay. Right. They're just saying it. You can say things until the cows come home. Ain't nothing going to change. When you make a declarative statement, I am this, 
and you put the full force of your belief and intentions behind it, then you now have something that is a powerful process that can work in your life. So, you know, you should look at it as though you are already there. You're making the statement as though you're already there. And yeah. you and you believe in it. It's very important that point you said about belief. Yeah. A lot of people doing affirmations don't believe. They keep saying, well, if I just keep repeating it, if I just keep repeating it, if I just keep repeating it, it will become true. Or I might convince myself if I keep saying it. And the reality is, is that it isn't that you saying it is what makes you believe it. It's that in this, what we're talking about is you believing it is why you say it. Okay, to kind of go back to the whole earlier reference to Christianity, you know, the statement was, let there be light, period. We are the creators of our lives. We are creating the man, what we want to manifest in our lives. And this ritual, this piece of this ritual is about bringing that into reality. You know, the equivalent of let there be light. Right. And it needs to be in a grounded way. It can't be a dream. It would be nice if, wouldn't it be great if, we'll do this when. No, no, no. It needs to be a, this is what I'm doing. In that declarative, intentional, focused statement. Yeah. Yep. And it's believable. A lot of people make choices around money and they pick a number that's astronomical and and they don't really believe it. Right. You know, they do much better if they want to do money things to pick a number that is reachable doesn't feel real but feels close right right? and to land on that and say okay i'm currently making you know i don't know fifty thousand dollars a year to spitball say it and then and and next year you know i will you know report a hundred thousand dollars of income on my tax return period right well will is again a future oh yeah right i'm sorry so i make i i make a hundred thousand dollars i make the number that you want so or you know let's say you make 250 can you reasonably see yourself making a million? Well, if the answer is yes, you could reasonably see yourself doing that and you actually have a plan in place, then absolutely claim that you make a million. If you can only reasonably see yourself making 300 or 500, we'll do that. The, the goal is you have to not call bullshit on yourself when you say it, right? So you have to be able to say it without going, yeah, right. <laughs> you know? And that's, that's what it comes down to is, you know, I make... X amount a year. And the more you can make it conversational in the way that you would say it in day-to-day life, you know, I used to have a teacher who would say, you have to say, I now make this. And and I would never say that conversationally. I would say, Hey, guess what? I made X amount. And so, you know, you want to say it as though you're, you're speaking it to someone in the moment that it's true. What I, I love about it is that, um, when you can say it and believe it, you're excited about it. Yeah. Instead of calling bullshit on yourself. Right. Right. If you say something you don't believe, it makes you feel bad. You know, your your energy goes down because it's kind of like, oh yeah, bullshit, bullshit. You know? Yeah. Whereas if you say something you really believe that it's kind of like, this is a goal I can get to. Yeah. I made this statement. I make X amount of money. Yeah, I do. Awesome. Now, how am I going to spend it? Right. Right. (laughs) Well, and that's, that's another piece of work that you can do in this process is, is that once you do your intention setting ritual and you can do that, let me finish up the idea of it. Right. Um, The idea of it is you start with the intention that you're writing on the paper 
and it may be one or two or three, you know, don't, don't get too crazy. You don't want to put like 20. You, you can't hold all of that at once, but uh, write down whatever you're doing. And I'd say, you know, one to three is an optimal amount and then roll it up or crumble it up, depending on how you're doing it and tuck it in your log. If you have a fireplace or a fire pit to, to burn it with. And if not, then put it in a, in a fireproof bowl, put it on your stove. So it's in a fireproof space. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't do this next to the curtains. Don't do this on your, <laughs> on your rug. This is a bad idea to do any place other than a fire safe environment. Please put it on your stove. Okay. And your stove can be consecrated as a ritual space for the moment. It's fine. And burn it in your bowl and allow that to take the ashes, you know, to, to burn all the way down. Make sure it burns all the way down, every last bit of it until it's nothing but ash. And then you're going to clean the ash out so that you can remove it from the space, right? And sprinkle the ash on the, on the ground outside, okay? So you're fully releasing it out of your, your house. Now, what you can do from there is you can hold the vision of who it is that you were calling yourself to be. Because we often think that the act of intention setting is about saying what we want to happen, but it's not. It's about who we're choosing to be. And so you want to be able to call yourself into being. And therefore, what you're going to do from there is start to act as if it's already true. So we immediately start living that intention. Exactly. Exactly. And so, and it's big in little things. Mm -hmm. If you are uh, committed to paying off all your debt, you throw away all of your zero interest credit card offers because you won't need them because your debt will be paid off. If you are committed to uh, traveling more or moving out of the country, here's here's one that Kathy and I have been researching because, you know, the election was enough. And so we've been researching living in other countries and, you know, trying it on, going, okay, well, what would it take to live here? And how would that be? And what would that be like? And so on and so forth. And acting as if we planned the move to Virginia nine months before we moved. And I was packing, I was packing a box a week the whole time because I was holding the energy for that intention. So how are you going to hold the energy of your intention and take steps forward to make it happen? Dreams, we go, oh, that'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, okay. And then they go back to our, then we go back to our regular lives. That's why 99% of all New Year's resolutions fail. What you have to do is say, I am making this happen. I'm choosing this. I'm creating this reality and then follow it up with action. And Yule is a perfect time to do it because the sun returns. The solar energy ramps up from the solstice and continues to fuel the energy of your new intentions. That is pretty excellent. So there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of morphic field as we've talked about before, mm-hmm. around the the celebration of the solstice and the traditions of Yule that people can tap into to help to give sort of a adrenaline boost to their intentions as they they release them into the world and they return this ash to the earth. Absolutely. I would even recommend that you build an altar to hold the intentions that you're creating to, to hold the energy. What's interesting about that as well is that when I had done my research, there are some traditions where they kept the burnt Yule log for the entire year. 
as a way mm-hmm. to hold the the Yule intention there with them. So that that's an interesting idea to keep that altar as a sort of a energetic Yule log that you're yep. you're keeping to hold your intention. Yep, and that's exactly what they're doing, yeah. right? So you know these are ways in which you can let go of this year, good riddance, and <laughs> prepare for next. And so we wanted to give this to you in time for you to really have a moment to contemplate what you wanted to call in. Choose wisely, young Jedi. (laughs) Seriously. And really pay attention to your language as you choose things. Because, you know, if it can be interpreted differently, I promise you it will be. So make sure that your language is well done. We've talked about that before, right? Mm -hmm. With the intention setting pieces. So choose wisely. And then commit to making your your choice come to fruition. And if you're hearing this, it is about a week before the mm-hmm. solstice, and, and the, which is we yep. said was on the 21st. So you have that time to do as as Kathy talked about. You know, sort of sit with the making space, really understand and and feel those things, and then sit with the things that you want to call in and prepare for this ritual that you might perform and the solstice itself it's it's an opportunity for you to to really get yourself to maybe do something different than you've done before but also something that we all really need this year <laughs> more than going yeah, you know yeah. on amazon and and getting gift cards uh we need to release and and call in some some goodness for the future yeah and it's a uh, low on requirements yeah exactly salt for the first one right salt yep. a shower a bath okay and for the second one you need a fireproof bowl and something to set the your little pieces of paper on fire with, right? Match or flame stick or whatever. And then little pieces of paper with short declarative sentences because you don't want to load up the fireproof bowl with a lot of paper. You just want to get it released. You know, and as a father, I look at this. This is a great thing to start with kids and make a part of your tradition, no matter what you celebrate, no matter which uh, December holidays you might observe. This is a great way to start to put this sort of uh, releasing and re-energizing into something that that your children will will bring into their their future as well. It's a great tradition. It's really very cool. Thank you both. This is a a fun one. This is a nice way to to bring us closer to the end of the year. And as you said, good riddance to twenty twenty. But there's some opportunity here for using what has what has been this year as energy to fuel us to be better and do better next year. Yeah. And we are intending to, over the course of this next year, to do the whole wheel of the year. Oh, cool. As part of the podcast. So we will be doing an episode for each aspect of the wheel of the year. That'll be fun. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're, we're bringing a little more magic into <laughs> the actual practice. So uh, for those of you who are brand new, this will be good. I also remind you that if you're brand new, going back and starting at the beginning is a great way to get started because we did a lot of very basic stuff back in the beginning of this this podcast. And if you're brand new, come and join the community on Facebook, Spirit Trip by Kelly Sparta. It's great to get involved in the community. The people who are listening to this show might have been around for a long time, a little time, but get involved. Well, and another bonus for joining the community is that you'll be able to get access to the new thing that we're doing. Which is? Which is the thing that I've been talking about. My friend Charlemagne Tremont is going to be running Moon Magic Circles. 
And so she is going to be, uh, along with me, we're going to work together on this. She's going to be running the rituals for new moon and full moon. The week before, you'll get information about what the particular ritual will be. And that ritual will be based on the moon, where it is in the astrological calendar, what's happening in in the different astrology that's going on at the time. And where we are in the wheel of the year and all of those pieces will be stitched together and to choose the appropriate thing to do at that time. So you'll get the information on all of that. So you can read up about it, learn about the mythologies, learn about the wheel of the year, learn about all of the pieces and parts, and then you'll be able to set your intention and be ready for the ritual the following week, which will either be the new moon or the full moon. And then you'll repeat that cycle again for the other phase of the moon. And In there as well, you'll also get a sound healing every month from me. There'll be a a recording um, that'll come out and it be available. In addition, you're also going to have a community that you can be part of that is going to be hosted on Mighty Networks. It's a discussion group. Uh, It looks like Facebook, but without all the Facebook stuff. And um, you'll be, when you sign up for this program, it's a monthly subscription and you'll get the community as part of it. And you'll also get a ritual basics program that will teach you all of the foundational stuff you need to know in order to be part of these online virtual ritual circles. All of that together is going to become available right around the middle of the month this month. We're putting together the final pieces right now. And you will be able to sign up for that in the Facebook group, Spirit Sherpa by Kelly Sparta. And that will be right around the time that this episode airs. So make sure you hear this episode and keep an eye out in the Facebook group because that's where you're going to get the information. Absolutely. Um, And if you're on the mailing list, you'll get a notification that way too. So if you really hate Facebook groups, you can always just join the mailing list at kellysparta.com. And I will send out information on that as well. And it will show up in the on the website at some point after that but we're going to launch just with the people who already know like and love us and and uh, we're going to let other people know about it afterwards great well as always kathy thank you so much for joining it's been wonderful to see you again thank you this has been great and thanks to everyone out there for listening and that my friends is all that we have for this week But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I am Joey C., here with Kelly Sparta and Kathy Shiron, and you have been listening to Spirit Chirpa. So long, everyone. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Have a cool Yule. Bye. (laughs) Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I'll leave behind a Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Thank you.